Welcome to Wyoming Valley Church's podcast with Pastor Todd Walker. We started a podcast series last week called Harder Things, and we want to continue that series today. We want to dig up the harder things of the Bible and the Christian life and seek to deal with them in a proper fashion. And usually what we do is we base our podcasts on the Sunday sermon from this past Sunday. The problem is, is this past Sunday we had a winter storm and we were unable to meet for a Sunday service. So I'm not going to base this podcast on the book study we have through the book of Ephesians. Instead, I'm going to look at and talk about something that's been on my mind and heart lately. And hopefully it'll resonate with you as well. We're going to call this title of the podcast today, Ideal Circumstances, question mark. And you'll understand as we go here. I don't know if you're like me, but I like when things work out ideally. I like when things work according to the plans that I've made. I like when things are smooth and there's no hiccups. The only problem is, is life often isn't that way. In fact, it's rarely to never that way. But I expect days to go according to the plans that I've made. I don't know why that is. Because days, like I said, rarely to never happen that way. But I don't know how to deal with hiccups and delays and annoyances in the Christian life or even general life. I still get annoyed. I still get short. I still get frustrated when things don't go properly. I want to read you what I'm going to call the ideal day. And I want to see if your days and your weeks sound like this. Okay? Listen to this. You wake up on time from a truly restful sleep. Breakfast is perfectly made for you just the way you like it. You have no traffic, no delays or annoyances on your way to work. Your co-workers and your boss treat you just as you think they should. You have zero computer issues and your work gets done right on time. Your boss notices and says you're doing a fantastic job. You have no issues commuting back home that night. Your dinner plans easily come together. You and your spouse and your children have a lovely evening together at home. There's no sickness, there's no financial stress, there's no bickering, and there hasn't been for weeks. That evening, you drift off to sleep in your spouse's arms after a peaceful night at home. Does that sound like your days? Does that sound like your weeks recently? I'm going to tell you and be honest with you, that does not sound like my days recently. In fact, I can't remember one day in the history of my life that went that smoothly. But the problem is, is I expect days to go that way. And the reason I know that is because when a hiccup and a delay and something frustrating comes into my day, it's almost like I don't know how to handle it. And we're going to talk about dealing with less than ideal circumstances today. What I want to do is I want to read a passage from Acts chapter 14 that sort of is the antithesis of the thing that I just read. I want you to listen to this. Now, in this passage, the Apostle Paul and the other disciples are doing their best to share the gospel to the nation, to the towns, to the cities, getting the name and the hope of Jesus Christ out as far as they can go. And I'm going to pick up the reading in verse 19 of Acts chapter 14. This is what it says. But Jews came from Antioch, and Iconium, and having persuaded the crowds, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing that he was dead. But when the disciples gathered about Paul, he rose up and entered the city. And on the next day, he went to Barnabas, with Barnabas to Derbe. When they had preached the gospel to that city and had many disciples were made, they returned to Lystra, to Iconium, and to Antioch, strengthening the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in the faith, and saying that through many tribulations we must enter the kingdom of God. And when they had appointed elders for them in every church with prayer and fasting, they committed them to the Lord in whom they had believed. Do you notice what I just read? Does that sound a little bit different than the ideal circumstance that I read before? Paul is doing everything he can to do God's will. 
to share the hope of Jesus Christ to people that desperately need it. And you know what happens? People are mad at him. They pick up stones and they throw it at Paul to the point that they think they kill him. They think he's dead. He's motionless. He's bloodied. He's half dead, at least, laying there on the pavement. And they think they've done their job. They've killed Paul. And what astonishes me and has always astonished me about this passage is that Paul gets up. And you know what he doesn't do? He doesn't complain. He doesn't whine. He doesn't gripe. He doesn't murmur. He doesn't shout his fists up to heaven saying, God, what are you doing here? I'm trying to do your work. You're having people stone me to death. You know what he does? It says he rises up and he goes back into the city that he just came from. And they continue preaching the gospel. This is astonishing. I'm looking at this going, how can Paul do this? Paul is given a really hard task to preach the message of Jesus Christ to people that really don't want to hear it, but they need to hear it. And even though he's doing God's work, this is how his day goes. He gets stoned, and they think they killed him. But he's not dead. He's nearly dead. And so Paul gets back up, and he just continues on. And I'm looking at this going, man, I don't know how I would react to that. In fact, I, I probably do know how I would react to that. I would probably get angry with God and get angry with everybody and just... Throw my, throw my hands up and say, I'm done. I'm quitting. If this is what it's going to entail, if this is what it's going to be like to do God's work, I'm done. I'm out. But you know what Paul does? He goes back to the city and he continues preaching the gospel. And this is what he says to the disciples that come to Christ. Listen to what he says in verse 22. He strengthens the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in the faith and saying to them, that through many tribulations, we must enter the kingdom of God. Is that an astonishing passage? This is not what you would call an ideal circumstance. Paul is not sharing the gospel and people are flooding to Christ. And Paul is being patted on the back and praised. And, you know, he's, he's getting a lot of financial support. And God is just making his path smooth and full of roses. No, very much on the contrary. He's facing great opposition. People want him dead. People are picking up stones and throwing them at Paul in order to kill him. Paul gets back up. He goes back into the city. He preaches the gospel once again, and he strengthens and encourages the disciples that were just made by the hearing of the gospel by saying this phrase, <clears throat> that through many tribulations, we must enter the kingdom of God. Now, I'm going to be honest. If I was going to formulate an encouraging and strengthening passage and sermon, that's probably not what I'm going to tell my congregation. Hey, guys, listen. Today, I want you to understand this. I have something really encouraging to tell you. That through many tribulations, we must enter the kingdom of God. Does that sound encouraging? No, that sounds like the lack of ideal circumstance. I want God to make my path rosy. I want it to go kind of the way I read it at the beginning. No hiccups, no bickering, no financial stress, no sickness. And if I'm honest, the past month or so has been really hard for our family. We've had a lot of sickness. We've had a lot of stress. We've had all kinds of issues come up. And I've kind of, in my soul, if I'm honest, and I don't really want to say this as a pastor, but I've kind of gotten angry I've kind of been frustrated. I've kind of been frustrated at how God has made it happen for our family. I'm going, listen, I'm a pastor. 
God, I'm trying to do your work. Why is it so difficult? If I'm here to do your work, shouldn't it be ideal? Shouldn't I have smooth path? And then I come to scripture and I remember the harder things <clears throat> that God says, listen, this path you're on is narrow. It's difficult. It's full of thorns. It's not roses. People won't like it. You will have great stress. You will have great difficulty because your Lord did. Jesus did. And I don't know why we, we get so disillusioned in this Christian life to think that, listen, if God was on my side, if God loved me, I wouldn't have these problems. When you look at Jesus' life, and his life is full of problems. His own disciples are denying him. His own disciples are betraying him. He's facing opposition. People are hating him and hurting him and saying all kinds of mean things about him and blaspheming his name and rejecting him. And then when it finally comes to the culmination of his time upon the earth, he goes to the cross and he dies a bloody death hanging there on a tree. But for some reason, when we think about life and we think about God being on our team, we're thinking it should be different than that. You know, God should make, make it so that I have no financial issues so that none of my children and my spouse get sick, and so that I never face any difficulties, and that everybody likes the message that I have. And when I preach the gospel, everybody responds positively to it. And, you know, when I try to live for the Christian life, everybody's applauding me, and they're saying nice things about me, and they're encouraging me. Does that sound like your life? Because it doesn't sound like mine. And that should be okay, because that's kind of how it's supposed to go. And I know that doesn't sound incredibly encouraging and strengthening, but the thing about it is, is if we have the right perspective, it is. Because Paul told that, and I'm picturing Paul kind of all bloodied and beaten by these rocks, you know, his face all messed up and people looking at him going, Paul, what is he going to say after this? You know, what's he going to say about his God? And Paul says to them, through many tribulations, we must enter the kingdom of God. And right after he says that, they appoint elders in every church and they pray and they fast and they commit them to the Lord. And these people are sort of strengthened by that, going, okay, we understand now. It's going to be this way. Just like Paul dealt with today with people stoning him, it could be that bad. Let's expect it to be that bad. Because through many tribulations, we must enter the kingdom of God and and you're probably still wondering, where's the encouragement? That's not encouraging. Well, here's the encouraging part. We must enter the kingdom of God. See, the perspective we're supposed to have in the Christian life is not that it's easy. Not that it's roses. Not that you won't have difficulty or stress or pain or loneliness. You will have all of those things. In fact, I'm going to say it this way. When you follow Christ, you'll have tenfold more of those things than you ever had before. And I, I find that in our church, people struggling with that, going, oh, why is it so hard? You know, I'm trying to live for the Lord. I'm trying to have faith and everything is difficult. And I'm trying to remind these people, go, yeah, that's the narrow road. That's kind of what you signed up for. But the encouraging part is right here. It leads to the kingdom of God. This path, although narrow, although painful, although lonely, although full of stress and difficulty, it leads to eternal life. What you're doing is going to matter. What you're doing is going to last. What you're doing is going to echo throughout eternity. But not only that, 
Paul also said this. He said, I consider the sufferings of this present time to be nothing in comparison with the glory that will be revealed in us. See, Paul had the right perspective. He didn't say this road isn't painful. Paul wasn't disillusioned to say, listen, I don't think this is painful. No, he just got beaten with rocks. He knew what pain was like. Paul had been in dungeons. He had been whipped. He had been dragged through the streets. He knew what pain was like. Paul is not telling us today the Christian life is not painful if you have the right perspective. No, that's not what he's saying. He's saying the Christian life is painful. But the perspective is this. It leads to life. And it's momentary. Does it feel momentary? No, it doesn't feel momentary. Because we don't have the perspective of eternity. But Paul says, if you believe, if you listen to the words of God, if you remember that eternity is coming and that you're here on this earth a very brief amount of time, then what you're dealing with, although very stressful and painful and lonely, it's momentary and it's light in comparison to what you're going to receive one day when you finish your race, when you finish the path, when the narrow path comes to an end and you reach the gates of the kingdom of God and they're flung open wide for you by the Lord himself because you followed him, because you obeyed him, because you went the way that he taught you. And he says, welcome. This is your kingdom that I've prepared for you. Well done, good and faithful servant. And you know what's going to happen? That pain and that difficulty and that stress that you faced are now going to be scars of glory on the other side. And that's the perspective we need today. We don't need to be disillusioned either way. We don't need to be disillusioned to say, listen, when I follow Christ, it should be easy. If God loves me, it should be easy. It should be more easy and more bountiful and more blessed than it was before. Well, in a certain way, that's true. Spiritually, it's going to be more blessed and more bountiful. But physically, on the earth, it's going to be worse. It's going to be more painful. It's going to be more difficult. And that's the test. Will you go on? And I don't want anyone disillusioned to think that when you follow the Christian faith and path that it's going to get easier. No, it's going to get more difficult. I'm sorry, it is. But by following Jesus Christ, you're going the right way. And here's the other way I don't want us to be disillusioned is I don't want us to act like it doesn't hurt. I don't want us to act like it's not hard and difficult. I don't want us to come and just have this plastic smile on every week and just go, oh, it's going great. Everything's roses. I, oh, the Christian life is so fun. There's supposed to be joy. There's supposed to be rejoicing all the time. But you know what even that comes from? It comes from looking forward. It really does. It comes from looking to the fact that Jesus finished his path, that Paul finished his path, that Moses finished his path, that Peter finished his path, that the early church finished their path, and that one day you and I are going to finish our path as well. And that we're here for a very brief time. And yet it hurts, and yet it's difficult, and it's supposed to be. And don't let the devil make you think that when circumstances are not ideal, that God has somehow abandoned you. And I had to remind myself of that lately, going, wait a minute, I, I hurt. Why? This is hard. And I'm going, oh God, if you were with me, if you loved me, it would be very much the opposite. Maybe, God, you've forgotten me. Maybe, God, your promises aren't supposed to be true. Maybe I'm taking them at face value and they're, they're supposed to be mean something else. And the Spirit reminded me, going, Todd, why do you think that? I told you, with great difficulty, you must enter the kingdom of God. 
through many tribulations. I told you in James chapter 1, count it all joy when you meet trials of various kind. I told you in 1 Peter that you're going to face difficulties and trials. I told you it's going to be this way, but I want you to remember it leads to life. It leads to peace. It leads to hope. It leads to smooth paths. It leads to no pain. It leads to no tears. It leads to no stress. You don't have those things now, and I know it. I watched this movie recently that's very familiar called uh, It's a Wonderful Life. I know it's a very common movie. Most of you have probably seen it. And that's kind of the message of the story of It's a Wonderful Life going, oh, you know, George Bailey has such a hard life. And, you know, oh, he lost $8,000. And, oh, his family is sick. And, oh, his house is drafty. And it's like, oh, everything's hard for George Bailey. And in that movie, George Bailey has to gain a perspective. And it's funny he goes on this journey to see what his life was going to be like when he was never born. And all it does is give his perspective. I just find that unique that all it does is it just gives him a perspective. He goes back after getting this perspective. He's he's back alive. You know, it's it's like everything never happened. He goes back home to the same drafty house, to the same sick children, <laughs> to the same debt he had before. But his perspective is different. And all of a sudden he sees those things differently. Not necessarily as fun. But now he sees them with joy because he understands what it could be like on the other path. You see, the other path, although it's smooth, the other path, although it's full of friends, the other path, although it's full of money and it's full of pleasure and it's full of happiness and it's full of gratifications, it leads to death. It leads to abandonment by God. It leads to punishment by God. It leads to darkness and separation and anguish forever. And the word of God needs to remind us today, which path do you want? See, there's not a path of ease that leads to ease. There's not a path of roses that leads to roses. You either get difficulty now and peace and happiness later forever, or you get ease now and anguish and punishment later. And so I, I think this is encouraging and strengthening simply by the same way it was to George Bailey in It's a Wonderful Life. Perspective. Yeah, that doesn't make my debt easier. That doesn't make my sickness less annoying. It doesn't make my back pain go away. You know, it doesn't make all of those things go away. What it does is it gives me a perspective to deal with them properly so that I look at the lack of ideal circumstances and I say, okay, I've been taught that through great difficulty and tribulations, I must enter the kingdom of God. But this is the right way. I'm following Jesus. I'm obeying his commandments. I'm loving people as he's taught me. And it's hard. But I'm going the way Jesus taught me. And I want that to encourage you today. Maybe twofold encouragement. If you're on that path and you're finding that difficulty, stay the course. Find that perspective. Find that joy to keep going. You're going the right way and one day your path will end. And Christ will meet you at the end. And he will invite you into the kingdom of God. And you will share scars and share stories with Jesus himself. And I want you to be encouraged. Keep going. It's brief, it's momentary, it's light in comparison to what you will receive one day. But here's another way I want to encourage you. If you're not on that path and you're fighting that path, going, no, 
The world has it right. The world has it richer. The world has it better. This Christian life, I don't know. I'm listening to this podcast today, but I don't know if I really want to go this way. I want you to remember, Jesus said he is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. Paul was stoned for preaching the gospel, but Paul right now is reaping the rewards of a life devoted to Jesus. And I want to encourage those who are on the fence or struggling to go the way of Jesus to say, get on board, get on board, because the ride's almost over. And when Jesus comes back, I guarantee every single one of us want to be on that path, that narrow path that leads to life, that path full of tribulations that leads to the kingdom of God. Where are you today? What path are you on? Are you on the right path? If so, stay the course. Find the perspective you need. Be encouraged. Look to Jesus. Look to Paul. Look to those who have come before you and find strength that way to handle life's difficulties. And if you're not, look to what you really want. Do you really want happiness for 60, 70 years on this earth and then destruction and darkness for the rest of eternity? No, you don't. You want life. You want God. You want happiness. You want togetherness with your Creator. You want peace with your Creator. You want love, covenant love with your Creator. But in order to do that, you've got to go the way Jesus went. <clears throat> and so I encourage all of us to go the way Jesus went. Stay the course or get on the course. And may Jesus find encouragement and we find encouragement from the fact that Jesus is the way, he is the truth, he is the life, and it does lead to the kingdom of God. Many blessings. Thanks for listening to the Wyoming Valley Church Podcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. We're located in the Dolphin Plaza on Highway 315 in Wilkesbury. Learn more about us at wyomingvalleychurch.org. Wyoming Valley Church, a place where all are welcome.